That did make him laugh, and the pain in his head intensified and spread, slicing down his throat and filling his chest. He yelled again, which didn't help, then forced himself to swing his legs off the bed and sit up. His feet touched the cool, wooden floor, reminding him once again that he was now in a strange land. Lush carpet had blanketed the apartment he'd always known, which seemed homier, warmer, safe, not cold and hard. He wanted to talk to Helga, his nanny. He wanted his parents. And those were the thoughts that almost did him in completely. He'd been avoiding them, pressing them back into that pulsing swirl of thousands of other thoughts, but they weren't going anywhere. They stood out and demanded attention. Helga his parents. If what Kane had said was true, they were as synthetic as Michael's programmed fingernails had been, even his memories. He would never know which ones had been programmed into his artificial intelligence and which ones he'd actually experienced within the code of Lifeblood Deep. He didn't even know how long he'd existed, his true age. He could be two months old, or three years, or a hundred. He imagined his parents and Helga as fake, or gone, or dead, maybe never there in the first place. It just didn't make sense. The ache that had crept its way into his chest filled his heart, and grief overtook him. He slumped back onto the bed and rolled over, pushing his face into the pillow. For the first time in his existence, Michael cried as an actual human being, but the tears felt no different than they ever had before. 2. The moment passed sooner than he'd expected. Just when he thought the despair would swallow him whole, it pulled back, allowed him some respite. Maybe it was the tears. Back in his life as a tangent, he'd rarely cried. He probably hadn't since he was a child. He just wasn't the crying sort, he always said, and now he regretted that, because it sure seemed to ease the pain. He made another attempt to get out of bed, and this time succeeded, feet planted on that hard, cool floor, emotions in check. It was time to do what he hadn't been able to bring himself to do the night before, figure out who in the world he'd become. Since no one had come running at his screams, he knew he must be alone. He walked through the apartment, turning on lights and opening blinds to let in the rays of morning sunshine. He wanted to see every detail of this odd place that had become his home and decide if he could or should keep it that way. The city outside the windows wasn't the one he'd looked out on from his old apartment. But at least it was a city, something that brought a little comfort in its familiarity. Buildings stacked next to more buildings, cars making their way down crisscrossing streets, the ever-present smog blurring the view, people bustling below, going about their business, not a cloud in the wistful, dull blue sky. He began his search. Nothing out of the ordinary in the bedrooms. Clothes, furniture, pictures cycling on the wall screens, 
Michael stood and stared at the huge one in the master bedroom for a while, watching as various pictures of the family, mom, dad, son, daughter, took turns filling the space. He vaguely remembered what he now looked like, and it was beyond unsettling to see that boy in so many situations that had absolutely no meaning to Michael whatsoever. A family portrait in front of a stream lined with huge oak trees, sunshine filling the sky. The kids were young, the boy sitting on his dad's lap. Another portrait, much more recent, in a studio, mottled gray backdrop. Michael had stared at his new face for a long time in the mirror, and it was eerie to see that same face looking down at him from the wall. There were other, more casual shots.